Heartbreak. Longing. Despair. Let down. Choke. These are words Atlanta sports fans are all too used to hearing. Until now. No more negative expectations. No more playing the victim. No more fair weather freeloaders. No more. 38-yard field goal by Morton Anderson. The hold, the kick, it's on the way, it's up and it's going. The Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. The Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. From the Mesmerized Studios in Woodstock, Georgia, Believe Entertainment proudly presents Believe in Atlanta Sports with your hosts, Robert Taylor and the Commissioner, Mark Rich. Hello, Atlanta sports fans, and welcome to this, the very first installment, the first episode of Believe in Atlanta Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network out in Los Angeles, California. My name is, once again, Robert Taylor. This is over here. This is the Commissioner, Mark Rich, and we have Tim Cahill. Don't hold it against him. He's from Chicago, but he is the uh, one of the founders and the CEOs of Mesmerize Studios here in Woodstock, Georgia, who's very graciously allowing us to do this podcast. And, and this is our teaser episode. This is kind of us saying, hello, Atlanta. Here we are. We're here, and we're ready to turn the sports world on its ear. But first, got to do a little housekeeping. I just really want to say right now to thank you to Believe, Bron Houston Stam. I hope I didn't get his name wrong. Uh, Jenna Duddleston, our producer. Uh, Ruben, uh, Raymond Rubiclava, he's a sound guy uh, who helped us do the intro, Carter, and um, just so gracious to have the opportunity to, to be here and do this, and we, and we hope you like us, we hope you love us, it's, it's kind of like the first day of school, Mark. When, when you, you, you wonder, did, do I have all the right clothes on? I literally do have all the right clothes on. I dress for the first day of school. <laughs> you know, it's like, am I going to get in a fight? You know, am I going to pop wood in my gym shorts in front of everybody? It's, 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 it's exciting and it's fun. And, uh, Tim, I'm, I'm just going to come over to you and, and say thanks for believing in us, uh, no pun intended, and, and allowing us to come in here and set up this studio. But, but tell everybody kind of who you are and what you guys do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, it's our pleasure. Uh, you know, my partner, and I, Jared, and I, uh, uh, we own uh, Mesmerized Media. Uh, we've got two studios. We've got a smaller um, uh, studio here in Woodstock, where we're at right now, downtown Woodstock, which is an absolutely awesome place to be. And then we have a much bigger studio uh, in Marietta, uh, shortly, or right off of 41. And uh, we do a lot of uh, marketing, training, video, uh, uh, content, photography, and podcasting. So uh, that's that's what we do. We're here to help support you guys get the show off the uh, off the ground and uh, get it going. But uh, it's, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's uh, just hearing uh, what you guys are talking about so far and stuff. It's you guys got some great stuff. It should be really exciting. And and I guess kind of people may be wondering now, like, what are we doing here? You know, why are you doing this? And, and it kind of all started a long time ago. Uh, Mark and I met uh, at, at an Outback Steakhouse in Roswell, Georgia. Mini guy, a long time Let's ago. Let's talk about it. Let's put it this way: uh, Mark has a son, and he was a he was just starting to walk, and and now he's a grown ass man. Be, I mean, beard and everything. Twenty one in December. It's, so uh, we found out we really 
like sports a lot and, and found ourselves talking about a lot. And then uh, Mark kind of went his way for a while. I kind of went mine. And then, you know, kind of things kind of came back around. I actually moved away for a while. Uh, came back to the Atlanta area, uh, kind of reconnected. We would meet up uh, for cocktails every once in a while and, and just talk about Georgia and the Braves and this and that. And, and you know, probably, what, two, three years ago now, we decided that we were pretty fed up with the whole Atlanta sports format. Uh, we thought it was pretty tired, pretty old, and they just kept shuffling around the same old guest, uh, uh, not guest host. You know, it's kind of like they rotated between stations, and a lot of them weren't even from here. They weren't emotionally invested in it. And you know what people say. They say put up or shut up. So this is us putting up saying, you know, we're kind of here to flip the script on kind of the narrative that is Atlanta sports. You heard it in our intro, you know, Fairweather freeloaders, you know, Braves, Hawks, all those fans come out of the woodworks when the teams are doing well, but when they're doing bad, they, it's like Homer when he goes back into the bushes, you see it on the internet. A hundred percent. So that's who we are. That's what we do. I'm, I'm from here, uh, was born in Atlanta, raised in Atlanta, uh, Moved out to a little town called Monroe, Georgia. You probably never heard of it. Mark, uh, don't hold it against him, but he was originally born in Connecticut. But what did you move here when you were like two? I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina when I was six, down to South Florida after that till I was about 13. And then my dad worked for Home Depot, so it moved us back to the Atlanta area. Uh, I went to high school, finished high school in Savannah, um, and then went to the University of Georgia, and I've been here ever since, so... I, I yeah, I, I forgot you were down in Savannah for a while. Um, I, I'm University of Georgia as well. Uh, Tim, you're, you're from the Chicago area. Yeah, uh, originally from uh, Chicago area. Um, don't hold it against me, uh, but I've been here for 22 and a half years. My wife and I got married in 98, moved down here January 3rd of 2000, haven't looked back. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, you say uh, you're from Chicago. Uh, it, before I ever moved down here, I always, I, I'm a huge baseball fan. Baseball is my favorite sport. Uh, I've got three boys that have played and, uh, I was a Braves fan. you know, uh, the, the one thing that's super cool is, uh, when you look at it, uh, the two teams that have one of the biggest, widest fan bases are Chicago Cubs and Atlanta Braves, because back in the day before streaming and satellite TV and all that stuff, you had 13 channels. You could, if you didn't have a, a, a team near you. You could watch WTBS, watch the Braves, or you could watch WGN, watch the Cubs. And uh, the other cool thing, uh, reason why and what drew me to Atlanta Braves was uh, I had the same PE teacher all four years in high school, and he was a scout for the Braves, Stu Can, uh, absolutely amazing uh, 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 guy and great PE coach. And he used to tell us stories all the time about uh, you know a lot of the Atlanta players and stuff. So it, it really drew me in. And then when we moved in here, it's like I mean I'm, I'm just about as big as uh, I'm as big of a uh, Braves fan as I am a, a Cubs fan. Literally the exact same thing for me. I, I grew up I was raised my whole family was raised Red Sox fans. So I still have love for the Red Sox, but. When I'm six years old and I move to North Carolina, I'm not I'm not getting to watch any Red Sox games anymore. Mm. But I definitely was able to watch Braves games. So I made one phone call to my uncle to make sure it was okay to root for the Braves. <laughs> he assured me it was fine. They came from Boston, so everything was good. And the rest is history. Um, and we'll get into this in later shows, but people really don't realize what a legendary franchise the Atlanta Braves are. They're the longest continually operating franchise in the history of the league. People don't know that. And, and there's a lot of stuff that we're going to, you know, kind of inform you about. And I think that's another thing about our show. Like who can listen to our show? Who should watch our show? Anybody should watch. Uh, but, you know, maybe maybe you're not that big into sports. 
but maybe you keep getting kind of bullied uh, and picked on at the water cooler. Well, you can kind of tune into us and kind of pick up on enough to sound like you know what you're talking about. Or maybe, you know, you're, you're kind of, the world is busy these days. The world is a lot busier than it used to be. So instead of surfing around to all these different sites, and then don't go to ESPN because ESPN hates us. That's another reason why we started this. We're going to become, let's become the ESPN of the South and give our Braves some love because, you know, we're going to get into this in a second. We're talking about some trades that happened. And Jeff Passan was saying, you know, how come people don't talk about Atlanta like when they talk about the Astros or the Mets or the New York Yankees? And, and I, I don't know the answer to that. I wish I knew the answer it's to that. There's a lot of conspiracy theories, but it's, it's very obvious. And it, even more so as the years go by, I just, every year, it's funny, I, I, I always go to the, the one time that the Hawks played a great game against the LeBron-led Cavs beat the LeBron-led Cavs, and ESPN led off with nothing but LeBron highlights and then showed the score and didn't say anything about who won the game. Don't get me started on LeBron. Fair enough, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying there's, there is something something out there about Georgia specifically because you go down to Alabama, it's fine when you want to talk about the Crimson Tide, but when you want to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs, for some reason there's some sort of animosity, some sort of hate towards the state. I'm telling you, we can get into that too. You know, I lived in Alabama for a while. And one reason why now Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach that has ever walked the face of the planet. There's no argument. If you say otherwise, you just need a slap in the face. But there's a lot of people in Alabama, people, I mean, I'm sorry, or maybe I'm not sorry. That's all they have. You couldn't go anywhere in in Alabama. I lived in Muscle Shoals, which is North Alabama. And if you went to the gas station and you paid in cash and got changed. The attendant was like, uh, two eighty five, roll tide. <laughs> you know, you you went to a drive through at McDonald's or, or wherever. Uh, there was a lot of subways there. Like Muscle Shoals, Alabama is very historic for music, but it was also like a giant truck stop. It was just a bunch of fast food restaurants and gas stations on this big long strip. But that's beside the point. You know, you got your Big Mac and your Coke, and it's like, here's your order, sir, roll tide. <laughs> and then every once in a while, you'd hear some guy in the back go. War damn eagle, you know, and that you didn't develop a twitch. I, I do. It's you know, um, and there's people like let's just be fair. There's people like that in Georgia too that are like that. Like that's all they have. I love my sports, but it's not all I have in my life. Well, we also we also have it. pro teams. We have pro teams. So, yeah. but I'll tell you one thing. Like, I think one reason when I was hooked in not just because of the sport of baseball but maybe maybe just the city or or anything atlanta is when i was a little kid we're on our third stadium here in atlanta now in my lifetime which is crazy to think but i went to my first braves game i was six or seven years old maybe at atlanta fulton county stadium and there was a guy there drinking beer out of a plastic cup smoking a cigarette big old you know mop of tussled hair back in the day levi's jeans barefoot and no shirt, having a blast, having a one-man party. He was by himself, just, you know, who do you think it was? It was Ted Turner, <laughs> the owner of the Braves at the time, and TBS, the Superstation. And I was like, well, that's, boy, if that's not George, I don't, you know, <laughs> it was just crazy. <laughs> like, it was him. Like, it was totally Ted Turner. No just, wonder you're a diehard. That took that me for life. He got drunk and managed the game one time too. Uh, I, I want it, it may have been Russ Nixon, but he I think he 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 fired the manager and went down into the dugout and I mean Ted Turner's a card man. I wish he had never sold the team. I mean Liberty Media is doing a great job now. 
now. They were not, and we, we I don't know how much time we have. We get we got a guy off camera that can tell us uh, how much time we have left. Uh, oh man, we got some time. <laughs> so 13. yeah, this is the first episode, guys. We're kind of shooting from the hip, just uh, kind of you know tossing it around. But so Ted Turner, uh, his his dad owned a billboard company here in Atlanta, and he turned it, he bought TBS and kind of turned it into the media giant that it was. But Ted Turner, maybe you don't know, he won the America's Cup. That's like the biggest thing in sailing you could ever – he won that, and he was half-crocked the whole time, uh, you know. That's what you're supposed to do when you're boating. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, guy, he's married yeah. to Jane Fonda. So, yeah, just a great owner. But uh, I'm so glad that Liberty Media has finally woken up. And, and I think because it, I think it, we got kind of lucky, I guess. I don't think they were really doing anything to help. But we got a guy like Brian Snicker, who's been in the organization for 40 years. You know, he kind of got his shot to coach. And What a great ambassador for uh, for baseball, too. You know, uh, since we're just kind of batting the ball around, this is really one thing that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look dead in this camera and, and, and look at you, Braves fans. Um, one thing you got to stop doing is stop managing the team because you, your role is as a fan. You're the 10th tenth, the tenth guy, the 10th man. I heard so many people say last year that Brian Snicker sucks. He's a terrible manager, and they're all over Facebook and everything. I'm like, you ask anybody in, in Major League Baseball about Brian Snicker, and they go, class act, great baseball man. And he just won a World Series. So, and you know, people still still want to, to, to list the top five people that they want to replace him. Why? No one. He, yeah. We don't, you know, and that's I, 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 I tweeted this out the other day. I said, uh, Brian Snicker is is – is kind of uh, in position now to supplant a certain legendary Braves coach as the greatest Braves manager of all time because we're set up, and this is going to lead into something you got, we're set up to win for a very long time. And that's and, and Snicker, he's a great baseball guy, he's a great coach, but he also had a Freddie Freeman, and, and then we uh, made a trade for Dansby Swanson, and then Ronald Lacuna breaks on the scene, and Ozzie Albies breaks on the scene, and Austin Riley. You know, so he, it was kind of this whirlwind. We got a Max Freed in, in the Padres trade, so it was kind of a perfect storm of talent, and, and, and Anthopolis comes. And, and so then, you know, uh, uh, Liberty sees this, and they go, well, it's not just a tax shelter. It's not just yeah. a write-off. We can actually make some money at this. Man, I was looking at games last night uh, to try to go to towards the end of the season with some friends. It's sold out. The Braves are selling out every game. We end yeah. with the yeah. Mets, don't we? Yeah, the last three games. Yeah. That's a big series. <laughs> but even, like, the Marlins and the Phillies, like – there's a smattering of seats around, and we, and we have the battery. Um, so it's glad that – I mean, do you think 10 years ago, five years, even three years ago, Austin Riley would have signed for how much? How much did he just sign for, Mark? 212 million. 212, 220, yeah. something like that. Yeah. You think that would have happened a few years ago with Liberty Media? I, I can tell uh, you. No, 100%. Yeah. 100% not, and it wouldn't have happened without Alex Anthopoulos either because – Oh man, they should they should make him the mayor of Atlanta. I, I'm not I'm not sure what's going on. My, I made a joke a long time ago about um, Danny Ferry trading Joe Johnson, and how he must have gone to Hogwarts because you needed a magician to trade that contract away. Well, I think Alex Anthopoulos might have been one of his classmates because the way he's signing our talent, it's just it's incredible. I mean, he's uh, I mean, is he Hufflepuff or is he Slytherin? What's Alex Anthopoulos? Is he Gryffindor? Is he, I don't know. You t you're the Harry Potter guy. Um, I like it too, but you're more so. I'm just going to say the way we're getting this money down on all these stud players compared to the market average, uh, he's probably slow there. Yeah. 
And hey, Robert, I wanted to touch on something. You you made a comment about how uh, when uh, Snit came in that uh, he had like the right pool of players and stuff like that, um, which is definitely a good point. But um, another point too is, I mean, you look at the Yankees, you look at the Astros, I mean, hell, the Do- the Dodgers, they all have great pay- players. But if you don't have the right, you know, fish rots at the head, and if you don't have the right person to put that talent and get them to believe and fight for you. I mean, how many times? I mean, not just baseball, football, basketball. Uh, I mean, LeBron and the teams he puts together and Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, um, if you don't have the right chemistry, it doesn't matter how good you are. And that's the thing that I think uh, where, where Snit really, he just is great with the chemistry and with those players. Those players will eat broken glass for him. And that's another thing I think uh, your typical, not just Atlanta sports fan, but typical sports fans doesn't realize is that winning is hard. <laughs> It is hard to win a championship, and those and those players would eat broken glass for him, man. But I do have to say something really quick. As, as much as AA is great and all these guys, there is a guy who we need to give a tip of the cap to because it's really a lot of the work that he did. Unfortunately, he was really naughty, and he got banned from baseball, but it's John Coppolella. Coppy did a lot of the legwork that is that you're seeing now and he does deserve some credit. Unfortunately, he got a little, uh, he got a little crazy with that international pool money <laughs> and some other stuff. And now he lives in Orlando now, and he's out. He's out of baseball forever. He can never come back. I guess maybe him and Pete Rose probably hang out and play shuffleboard on the weekends or something. Do autograph but, signings together. Yeah, <laughs> but we're uh, just we're insanely lucky that Anthopolis is who we got. I just want to lock him up. I mean, uh, because I, I don't like literally in a tower somewhere with yeah. a computer and endless Wi-Fi. I mean, you know, he's he's, he's raising a family here. He's, uh, but it's it's one of those things to where it seems like it's hard to keep the band together, especially in college football. Um, it's it always seems like that you know we could talk about Shanahan with the Falcons. You know, he he goes to the NFC Championship, goes to a Super Bowl. We'll get on that. That's a story for another time. It's That's still like sensitive. Four podcasts in a row, but, but he but he went on and, and got a head coaching job. It's hard to keep people together and really build this, uh, you know, nucleus and like, hey, let's keep this thing together. Now, there's interchangeable parts, and you can move people around, but a lot of people do jump ship. I don't think he will. I mean, it seems like he's perfectly happy here, but I just hope that another because there's always another team. You don't think Alex Anthopoulos' phone rings? From other clubs, of course it does. Sure. And is somebody going to give him a Brinks truck because he sees what he just did in Atlanta? But it's another thing, too. I think the Braves are just so underappreciated. Um, I'm 44 years old, and the Braves have been good most of my life. I remember the 80s, and they were just terrible. But I don't think people realize how blessed we are. And and they all point to the fucking hardware. Well, what, what have they done? Well, and, and we can have this debate again, too. They won a title in Boston. They won a title in Milwaukee. They've won two here now. And somebody out there is going, well, does it count? It does count because it's the same organization. Those titles come with you. Like, you don't not – they did not win it. They can still claim it. It's just we move cities. What, what do you want to do? Sure. It, should, it just didn't happen in Atlanta. Yeah. So and, – and we went, what, uh, 90? Started winning, 91, 92, 93, 90, and on and on and on. And then we had a few down years, some, some lean years with Freddie Gonzalez. But then right back on the horse. So Braves fans are a little spoiled, I think. I think they forget how great of a club we are and how great of a club we've been because we, you know, just like in our intro joke, 
They'd like to throw that word around a lot, and I don't think people really know what that means. People say the Braves choked in the that first World Series versus Minnesota. Like, how? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, my memory's a little fuzzy, but didn't we go to extra innings in Game 7? Didn't Kirby Puckett hit a home run in the 10th <laughs> off Charlie Liebrandt, or it was so, at least the bottom of the ninth? Is that what you call a choke? Yeah. yeah. Like, people Some people do lazy. say that. People it's are really, lazy. Yeah, it's just ridiculous that they do that. Yeah, so, so often fans just get so cynical. You know what I mean? It's like it, it, if you don't win at all, you suck. Right, you know you're what not I mean? first, you you're less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, it, it's something I've definitely experienced, uh, you know, here in Atlanta. Um, you know, you talk about uh, Braves fans are, are spoiled. I'm from Chicago. I was a Cubs fan, okay? Until 2016, being a Cubs fan sucked for so many years. We never won anything. Braves win division titles and, uh, you know, all, uh, so many in a row and just keeping that hope alive and just, man, we're so close. Man, that's exciting. That's that's exciting sports right there. There were literally people living in Chicago that the only reason they were waking up was just maybe this is the year. And if the Cubs win, I'm going to die in my sleep tonight. I'm 97, you know, like it was, on, what was it, 100 years or 99? 108, 108 yeah. years. So a long time. And I, I just think, look, there's some great – I don't want to say I'm a great Atlanta sports fan because I've definitely, you know, I've had my moments, but I just think there's people out there, fans out there that focus on the negative. And that's what we're here to do to hopefully do is to kind of turn that around and say, man, think about the fact that the Atlanta Braves have done something that no other sports franchise ever in the history of the planet has done ever, not in the NHL, the NFL, any, anywhere. They won 14 division titles consecutively. No one's ever, the Yankees have never done it. The Lakers, Chicago Bulls, no one, no one except Atlanta has won 14 division titles in professional sports. That's something to hang your hat on. That's something to be proud of. 100%. You know? I, I was actually, Dean Pease was interviewed the other day, and he got a little excited about uh, some questions that they were asking him, but he basically went down the path of um, he's really tired of the way the defense is looked upon and how – you don't tell a kid that they're stupid because they'll eventually start to believe that they're stupid, right? So he was relating that to the way the media and everybody reacts to our defense. But I, I kind of think that happens to our, our sports teams. The national mm -hmm. media tells you all that we suck and that we're stupid and you start to believe it. Our show is the opposite of that. We are going to give it to you from the fan perspective so that you can, you, you're not getting the abusive ESPNs or the people that have some sort of agenda. Our, our agenda is Atlanta sports. We, we can talk about everything, uh, but we come from a, a place of positivity. If, if something's really, really bad's happening, we're going to tell you that, but we're not going to constantly hit you with the negativity about things going on. Well, you know, one of the things I think uh, feeds into that a lot, too, is uh, we all know Atlanta is a melting pot. I mean, heck, I'm from Chicago. You're from Connecticut. You know, um, there's so many people. I remember when I first moved here in 2000, like, I hardly ran into anybody who was from here. It's like so many people are from other places. So with that being said, there's so many people that are totally okay with ragging on Atlanta sports. Last year, I heard so much negativity about the Braves and UGA. 
can you tell me what happened last year with those two teams? I can. I mean, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I'm not a UGA fan. With a giant smile on my face, I we know, can talk no. about it all day. I'm not a UGA fan, but I mean, seriously, I can't tell you how many. Oh, they're going to choke. Oh, it's Atlanta sports, you know, because the Falcons did it. And you know, oh, gosh, be positive, you know, but, but let's support but, your team, you know. Really simply put, the dogs lose to Alabama, the dogs choke. The dogs beat Alabama, their top two wide receivers were hurt. Let's yeah. just put it in perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's just funny how that, how that stuff works. Yeah. The, people call me a unicorn because my birth certificate says Atlanta, Georgia on it. So, But I tell you, I got a message for some of these people, too. Like, you don't have to give up your hometown. You don't have to stop rooting for your hometown team. But if you're going to be here and you're going to live here, like, if you can't, you know, kind of get with the program a little – because a lot of these transplants I hear, like, well, oh, the weather, the traffic, the people, the food. They don't have this. They don't have – well, Delta's ready when you are, dude. The nonstop flights <laughs> daily. If you don't like it that much, then get the hell out. But one thing that I want to try to do is, is, is if, like, you grew up in Chicago, it, it wasn't it, – the Cubs sucked oh, for a long time. Forever. But the stadium was sold out. There were people on Waveland Avenue. It was a party. I mean, well, so the Cubs had things like the Battery long before anybody else did. They had Wrigleyville. This is a ton of bars and just a ton of ton of people are like, well, the Cubs. People would call out sick to work to. Well, the Cubs are playing. I mean, you know, we got to go to Wrigleyville and yeah. drink and have fun. And and the Bears. I remember a few years ago they had this Ultimate Sports Weekend for Atlanta fans up in Chicago. Uh, it was Bears Falcons. Uh, UGA was playing Notre Dame over in in Notre Dame, which is just a hop, skip, and a jump from Chicago. And then Vince Dooley was throwing out the first pitch. It was Cubs Brewers, but um, and it was great. But you know everybody, and the and the Bears were bad. The Bears weren't that good that year. This was what twenty nine, no twenty seventeen, I think. Twenty I, almost anything. You know, yeah. I don't like talking about this. So yeah, <laughs> I I tried to get you to go. I, I asked you a few times. Stupid um, work. I went. But long story short, the Bears were bad. But we go, we get, we get over to Soldier Field, sell out. The only thing that was weird about that stadium is I felt like I was watching a football game on the edge of a cliff because we had cheap seats and you could see all the sailboats out on Lake Michigan. I mean, it was like, it was it was a little. I mean, it's it's crazy yeah, yeah. that stadium, but but you know what the thing is, what, what it all boils down to. So it's all about the culture. Um, I mean, you, you you talked about how the Cubs sucked for so long, but they were always sold out. Same thing with the Red Sox. Remember, they had the they had the curse, mm-hmm. you know, and they sucked for so long, right? But they always, I mean, they're diehard fans. It's it's all about culture. We need to get that culture here in Atlanta because, good lord, we got some great teams. We got this. My gosh, Georgia, Atlanta. When I said we, I moved here and I haven't looked back, I'm not kidding. I love this place. Uh, I, I love everything. Um, being from Chicago, I never watched hockey. I went to my first hockey match. Uh, a buddy of mine, I used to be a police officer, a buddy of mine, Gene, a uh, big hockey fan. We went to watch uh, Thrashers. So I was a Thrashers fan, never been a Blackhawks fan. And then the damn team up and moved. But um, it's just there, there's so so many great sports. It's such a great area. And uh, I, I, there needs to be something done to just start tr- changing the culture, in my opinion, because we change that culture and get people just – Loving the team and oh, you lost, but hey, you gave it your all, your, you know, your best shot. Uh, man, it, it'd be so much more enjoyable and just so much more positive. Look what happened with the United, though. You drop a brand new sports franchise in a town where even people from out of town are like, "Well, this is this just happened while I'm here. Mm-hmm. I can be a fan of this." Yeah, they might not be from Pittsburgh, but but I was here when it happened. So 
and they they sell out all oh, the time, and it's apparently I I still have yet to go, so I feel terrible about that. But apparently, it is just the greatest time. That's what I've heard. So we have we have the, the ability to do it. It just isn't happening for our other well, franchises. you know, uh, Atlanta fans have been tied to the whipping post for so long to always expect. You know, it's kind of like Randy Quaid in Major League Two, like, oh, they'll blow it in the playoffs. You know, it's <laughs> always to expect that something's going to go wrong because people talk about an Atlanta sports curse, and I, I think it was very real, but that's over. Kirby Smart is entrenched at Georgia. He just signed it. He just secured his bag, as you said. He's got a monster deal. Georgia's burned the boats. The monkey's off their back. They're set up to win. Atlanta's set up to win. Uh Jury's still out on the Falcons. The Hawks are making moves. They're going to be really fun to watch this year. But I think, you know, there are people like us that are diehard, rah-rah, you know, fans. But I I do think the the Boo Birds and the negative uh, people are what comes to the forefront in Atlanta. And and we're known as... We want them to listen. We want to change you. Yeah. So there's a lot to be proud about uh, being an Atlanta sports fan. And that's that's what basically when you – got to wrap it up here or run out of time. But that's what we're basically saying is who we are, what we're about is tune into us because, you know, we're homers. We're going to be homers. And we want to change that culture here in Atlanta. And we want people when the Braves, you know, eventually – you know, the worm turns for every franchise. You know, there's ups and downs. And, and when the downs happen, again, for all you people that I was just talking about that every game is sold out, when that happens, still go out and support the team because it's just fun going to a ball game. Whether the mm-hmm. hey, you know what? If they're losing, you just get drunk in the bleachers and have fun and yell at the umps. You know, it's just still a great time. Are but, you only supposed to do that when they're losing? No, you can do it when they. It's oh, more. It's a lot more God. fun when they win. But well, see, I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> so that's what we're saying. You know, uh, and and you can find us. Uh, we got you know we have a YouTube channel. Believe in Atlanta sports. Uh, we're going to be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, a whole laundry list. You can go to believe.com. That's b e b e. B-L-E-A-V, uh, and find our show there. And, and you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Believe in ATL 66. And everybody might go, what's the 66 for? Well, 66 is when the Braves and the Falcons both arrived in Atlanta, kind of put us on the map professionally. And we'll be tossing out some more information. But one thing I do want to say as we close out is uh, we're gonna, we have an email address too. It's Believe ATL 66. We want you guys to interact with us because this show is for you. Right now, we're not making a dime. Tim is so gracious right now to help us get this thing off the ground. He's he's helping us out and giving us a great studio to work in. We're going to eventually somehow going to have to start paying him. But we want to build this show for you. We want to know what you love about it, what you hate about it, because we do think there is room and it is time for a change in Atlanta as far as the fan base is concerned, but also in how you get your news. So with that being said, I just, you know, thank you to Believe. Thank you to Mesmerized Studios. Thank you to Atlanta for uh, tuning in. We know you're going to tune in and watch this first one. But with that, you know, we got to get out of here, but we're going to be coming at you three times a week uh, with all kind of sports news. Tim's got one more thing here as, I just as wanted, we walk out the door. I just wanted to point out because uh, you said you have an uh, email that can email you, and you said Believe Atlanta 66, but you didn't say at. So oh, yeah. It's a full. Believe ATL 66 at gmail.com. There you go. Hit us up. Uh, we, you know, we're going to go live some nights. Mark may be at home and he can't sleep, and he might hop on YouTube if he has a, a quick thought. Jump on with him there. Interact with us on Twitter. We're going to be interacting with you. And we, we have big plans for this thing. This is just the first episode, and we're going to be here in your face constantly. You know, we're not going to do any of this hot take BS. Did we're, you just green light toilet time with the commission? 
Yes, we'll do that too. Okay, uh, cool. Oh man, we have a great thing too called the swirly section. Uh, it's so awesome. But with that, we've got to go. But thank you, Believe. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Atlanta. And we will see you next time. We are out. Peace. Do you believe?